Support for Speaking of Travel comes from Asheville Regional Airport, Western North Carolina's gateway to the world. Your safety when traveling to and from Asheville is and always will be our top priority. Asheville Regional Airport. Visit flyavl.com for all your current travel information. Prestige Subaru, offering a variety of new and pre-owned all-wheel drive Subarus. Built with the zero landfill promise, all waste is recycled or reused with more at prestigesubaru.com. And Asheville Rooftop Bar Tours. You'll be at the top of the city as you experience Asheville's history and scenic beauty, historic landmarks, and award-winning rooftop bars. Transportation is provided with tours offered daily, year-round. Find out more at AshevilleRooftopBarTours.com. Welcome to Speaking of Travel with Marilyn Ball. Sit back and be carried away to places around the world and right here in our own backyard. No passport required. Hi, this is Marilyn Ball, and you're listening to Speaking of Travel right here on iHeartRadio 570 WWNC. And remember, you can always listen to this episode of Speaking of Travel or any past episode with a simple click on the Speaking of Travel website, that's speakingoftravel.net, on the iHeartRadio app, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and now even Pandora. So you be sure to visit the speakingoftravel.net website, and when you do, sign up for the Travel Club. You'll receive the latest in some travel news and travel tips and lots of inspiring travel stories to keep your travel dreams alive. Because here's some good news. After coming to a near standstill over the last few months, the air travel industry has really turned its attention to getting people flying again. So the first step was making flyers feel safe in that little confined space by getting out some new regulations and guidelines and new protocols, adding more space so you're not sitting right next to each other sometimes, and mandating protective gear like masks. Well, I'm here with Tina Kinsey. She's the Director of Marketing, PR, and Air Service Development at the Asheville Regional Airport to talk a little bit more about what she's seeing through her lens at an airport every day. You know, Tina's around airlines and their guidelines all day long, and the airport itself has really upped its game in regard to ensuring our health and safety. And Tina, it's always such a pleasure to have you here on Speaking of Travel. Thank you so much for having me, Marilyn. Well, it's good to get an update um, on what's happening in air travel, Tina, because really you've been open all this time. You've been able to um, keep people working and, uh, and upping that game of sanitation and making sure that people could get from point A to point B. But now the airlines are are kind of stepping up as well and starting to really uh, ensure that people are, are doing what needs to be done and they're doing what needs to be done to get people out and about again. What's it like from your from your perspective being at the airport every day? You know, it's uh, the first thing I do, I drive in uh, to start the workday and I take a look at our parking lot. And that's always a great gauge. Uh, do we have people traveling? 
you know, in the early days of this pandemic and, oh my gosh, I can't believe it's been months and months now, but our parking lot was virtually empty. But now when I get to work in the mornings, we have one lot in particular that is full every day. Um, and then we've got cars in the parking garage and a few down below the parking garage. And it, it starts my, my day off very well because it's an indicator. It's an indicator that we are finding a way to continue some normalcy in our lives in safe ways during this unprecedented time. And people do need to travel by air. There are many reasons for why people need to do that, but it is necessary for many people. And I am very proud of the airport industry and airlines uh, and all of our partner organizations who have worked so hard to continue to enhance the traveler's confidence in a safe and healthy journey. Well, I have talked to quite a few people over the last couple of weeks who have uh, gone to the airport and gotten on a plane and actually went someplace, either to visit somebody or to uh, just get out of town and, and have a little change of pace while being extremely cautious of the fact that we're you know, we're still in a pandemic, we still have um, safety risks uh, out there. And yet wanting to step out and, and trust, I think that's a big word of the day is, we want to be able to trust that what's happening at the airport, what's happening on the airplane, what's happening with airlines overall, is to ensure that we are safe. And certainly the airlines, when you get on a plane anyway, you always have to trust that they've done their maintenance and that they've done their flight checks and everything is in order so that when we get on the plane, we safely get to our destination. And this is just taking it up a little bit of a notch, right? Well, that's right. And the airline industry has always been a leader in the world of safety and safety processes. So they know how to implement systems um, and processes that work. And I've been so impressed. All you have to do is visit your chosen airlines website and right away you'll be able to find many of the things that they are doing to enhance health and safety during the flight journey. Uh, you know, they're, they're even developing strategic partnerships with organizations like Clorox, you know, and developing uh, specific systems and products for air travel and for airplanes. So I encourage anyone who is planning a, a trip to do your due diligence, go on, look and see what the airlines are doing. I think you'll be impressed. Well, I think what the airlines are doing and what you're doing at the airport uh, would make all of us impressed. Talk a little bit about uh, what is going on. I know that just recently you put out a video on your um, social media and on your website of the cleaning, the spraying, uh, what's going on there. So talk a little bit about that. Sure. And thanks for mentioning the video. We use video because it's an easy way to show truly show what is happening 
at the airport. You can talk about it all day. So I'm going to do my very best to paint a picture right now because I do think the electrostatic sprayers are, um, it gives people comfort when they see this kind of cleaning happening in an institution like an airport. So our dedicated um, housekeeping staff, they wear backpacks that are filled with um you know, industry uh, grade disinfectant that is approved for this type of use. And there's a wand attached and they can very efficiently use that wand, pull a lever and spray this disinfectant that is, um, it's changed. It's, it's, I don't know the science exactly behind it, but it's turned into a fog or a mist that then they can um, spray over large, hard surfaces, you know, those high touch areas where many people are congregated at times. Um, and it can kill viruses and bacteria almost instantly, you know, on those surfaces. And we're using these types of um, efforts frequently throughout the day, every day, just to, again, do what's right and help our travelers have confidence in in the airport portion of their journey. And really being so progressive and uh, forward thinking and proactive to, uh, I mean, you guys were on it right away. It was not something that uh, you had to go in and, and have discussions and discussions. How are we going to make this happen? The Asheville Regional Airport really went in and, and you were on it. Like, what are we going to do? How are we going to make this work? And how can we ensure that it's safe and sanitized uh, to for our passengers and our and our customers? And and it seems like you keep it keeps on going. That is new. These new technologies are coming out or new ways that that you're on it. And there are there are actions taking place to keep it going all the time. Well, we're very mission driven and our mission states that we are committed to providing an exceptional airport experience. And at this time in our history, exceptional really means focusing on health and safety during this pandemic. So, um, you know, and, and we're not the only airport, uh, the airport industry as a whole is very focused and we're collaborative and we're sharing ideas, what works, what, what we're finding, um, uh, passengers want. And so it, it is, it is a very important effort and we are committed to this. Well, I'm so glad to hear that. And, and do want to say too, that the people that I have spoken to who have traveled, uh, out of the Asheville regional airport on one of the Allegiant flights or one of the other flights, they have said the airports at their destinations were in really, really good shape as well. And that they, they really felt safe and taken care of. So, Kudos to all of you. Uh, shout out because thank you. I mean, we are all of us who travel and people who dream of traveling want to be able to know that when the time comes, you're ready, we're going to be ready, and everything will be um, already kind of uh, started and, and there for us. Absolutely. Absolutely. And thank you for saying that. Um, you know, my son 
flew a few days ago and I of course called and asked how it all went and I feel very confident. So um, we are ready when you're ready. Well, Tina, how can people get more information? What's your website and how can we go there and and find out more and and sign up for your newsletter and be able to watch uh, these videos? Sure. So visit us at flyavl.com. We do have uh, links to all of our social media channels there as well. So um, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We have a YouTube channel. We're even on Pinterest. So uh, we invite you to connect with us in all of those ways. And right on our homepage, you can sign up for our monthly e-newsletter. It's called Window Seat. Window seat. Well, that makes perfect sense. I'm ready to be in a window seat, Tina. That's all I can Me say. Me too. <laughs> well, Me thank too. you so much for being on Speaking of Travel. We'll look forward to talking to you again and, and getting caught up. Really, I think it's important for people to be able to uh, have these updates, find out what's going on at the airport, find out what's going on in the travel industry, the airline industry, because like you said, when the time comes, we're all ready, right? That's right. That's right. Well, this is Marilyn Ball. You're listening to Speaking of Travel. Coming up next is my guest, Winton Churchill. And he has just written a new book called The New Retirement, The Rise of the Gig Economy and How You Can Profit from It. And if you're thinking about retiring or working remotely, stay tuned. Winton is going to have a lot of great information. We'll be right back. Hi, it's Kay, the owner of Asheville Rooftop Bar Tours. We share our beautiful city in the mountains of Western North Carolina from the rooftops with people from our community, around the country, and around the world. Our tours are well known for the spectacular scenery, the award-winning rooftop bars, and the captivating city history we share from the rooftops. We take traveling during these COVID-19 recovering times seriously. We've implemented CDC cleaning and sanitation protocols, require staff health screenings before our tours, and provide our tour guests with face coverings if they need one. We are excited to welcome you on an Asheville rooftop bar tour and provide a way for you to safely experience Asheville from a bird's eye view. To learn more, visit AshevilleRooftopBarTours.com. Green is good. Local food, less oil. Renewable energy, sustainable peace. Tree hugger. Say no to GMOs. Be kind to animals. Don't eat them. Go solar. Coexist. Don't buy a dog. Rescue one. Keep Asheville weird. We just read the bumper stickers on the back of a Subaru. Welcome to Subiville. Prestige Subaru. On the web at PrestigeSubaru.com. Fly me to the moon, let me play among the stars, and let me see what spring is like on a Jupiter and Mars. Welcome back to Speaking of Travel. I'm your host, Marilyn Ball, and thank you, Tina Kinsey, for the update from the Asheville Regional Airport. It's really good to know that things are moving along and that the people at the airport are working hard to ensure that our health and and safety is of utmost importance. Well, you know, I've been thinking about life changes lately. We're spending a lot of time at home, and many people are really unsure of what the future is going to hold. 
Uh, case in point, my good friend Shannon loves her work. She's in her late 60s. She's a business coach, a therapist, a traveler. She's even written a book. She has no plans to retire, and she's continued to work during the pandemic, doing her work remotely. But now, like millions of other working Americans, Shannon's kind of uncertain about the future of her job. She's asking the same questions facing so many people these days. It's still early, but a lot of experts believe the pandemic will upend the timing of retirement plans for many people. In fact, in some cases, their decisions will be voluntary, but in other cases, retirement may be sudden, like a job elimination or unavoidable health risk. But what if, even in these crazy times, you could get paid to retire? What if you knew someone who you could ask and find out more? Well, you're in luck. We're all in luck today because my guest is Winton Churchill, and that just happens to be the tantalizing question at the heart of his new book, The New Retirement, The Rise of the Gig Economy and How You Can Profit from It. Well, Winton, hi. Thank you so much for being here today. It's really exciting. I feel like you're going to be able to provide us with a lot of awesome information. Hi, Marilyn. Well, I I hope so. We we got a little time to uh, have a conversation. So, yes. So let's do it. Well, one thing I really love about this book, Winton, is that it's very straightforward. It's not in a lot of gibbly, you know, globally kind of talk. It's straightforward. Um, There's... There's income in retirement, and that, to me, is very intriguing. And you've been doing this for a long time. So give us an idea of what what your background is and how you even came to do this. Okay, sure. Yes, I uh, started out like a lot of baby boomers working in entry-level positions for companies and, and uh, you know, rose in the company, changed companies, uh, lots of different things going on with that. In fact, I was I worked for, went to work for this little company called Apple Computer in, uh, I think it was 1981. So, uh, y- you know, I hear they've done pretty well since then. So that's, that's good. Um, and uh, as I began to, uh, what I would call, age out of my career, you know, you get no hair or uh, gray hair, uh, as one of my friends says, your forehead uh, grows through your hairline. And, uh, you know, they start giving you the less desirable uh, assignments within the companies. Uh, people don't invite you to the, the power meetings like they used to and that kind of thing. And you look around and say, well, it might be time to move on to something else. And um, I was... Uh, about this at this point in 2001 so 19 years ago when we had something a little bit similar to what's going on today we had the dot com bomb you know when the the stock all the dot coms fell apart and and that kind of thing so i went out on my own and decided to freelance uh i would take what i'd been doing for the companies that i'd been working for and just do it in some cases for the very same company, but I would do it as a freelancer and I would do it for several different companies rather than uh, just uh, one. And uh, then in 2007, I moved to Mexico from the United States and uh, bought a place down there and have been down there now for about 13 years. And when I first got down there, a few of my friends uh, that I just would talk to all the time said, hey, tell me, 
about how you're living in Mexico and uh, running your business in the United States. And, and I helped a few people get started in online work. And one of the people said, uh, hey, you ought to turn this into a training program. And um, I did. And, and that was about uh, 40,000 people ago that have come through our various training programs and workshops and seminars. Wow, that's that's very uh, inspiring. Yeah, thank you. Yes. Well, and it's it's kind of funny, too, because I didn't expect it. I mean, it was just kind of an afterthought. And I've been in businesses where we had five-year plans and three-year plans and startups and that kind of thing. And this thing kind of just mushroomed up out of the back bedroom. So it's 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 been uh, quite a ride for me. And like a lot of baby boomers, I was kind of sick of doing what I was doing. I did not want to keep doing the corporate grind. And I had, you know, had to put on a suit most days and I had to get commute, uh, you know, in Los Angeles or Boston over the years and, and just, you know, had that experience. And uh, I was really looking for that freedom myself and was looking for it a, a good 20 years before I I, I got it. And uh, the, the good news is I think that a lot of things, there's a combination of a lot of things that I learned along the way can help people do that a little bit faster. And it's never been easier to do that. I mean, we were talking about that just before we started here is, you know, the ability to share video and technology is, is you know, you used to have to have a, a, a technician or two running a room full of equipment to pull off a radio show. And, and now you can do it with a, a microphone and a headset from your home. And it is, I think it's important to remember what you were just saying, that so much of what we look at uh, creating this, uh, I guess you could even call it a side hustle, you know, something that you're really passionate about and you love doing, but you never thought you could make any money off of it or have a revenue source out of it. But it's really something that you already know how to do and you're able to do it really from the comfort of your home, wherever that might be. Yes, and and this is one of the things that baby boomers uh, have a little trouble tapping into uh, is they are certainly worried as we go through difficult times now in particular, uh, but but they don't really reflect on the incredible sort of library of of knowledge and skills and wisdom that they've accumulated over their 30 plus years in in career and in life you know a lot of people mistakenly think that this whatever i do has to be extension an extension of my job and it really doesn't have to be an extension of your job and we've had many members come through our programs that do something completely different than their job but it's something that might have been a hobby or a passion with them uh, whether it's photography or helping with volunteer fundraising or whatever it might be so it just you, you can take that expertise and transform it. You know, what uh, we say a lot is you really need to separate your skill set from your occupation because you are not your occupation. You know, there's a lot of skills there and they're in demand in global networks around the world. And just four months ago, we all got a huge lesson in, uh, you know, there's a question mark out there. Can I work remotely? And a lot of business owners and managers said, uh, you know, I don't think we can work remotely. Well, uh, they were forced to try it out, and a lot of them were pleasantly surprised. And I think that the uh, the remote work idea is a big winner 
coming out of the COVID situation. Well, you know, Winton, in in a lot of ways, when you're talking about uh, being able to go into uh, training, learning, learning new skills, learning new skill sets, uh, taken from the wisdom and the uh, nurturing Mm -hmm. that you've had throughout your career, uh, it's almost like what you're doing is not just being the messenger of here's how you can do it, but also being a bit of a therapist. Because in a lot of ways, we have to change our mindset. And like you were saying, that is very new. That's new for us as boomers. Yes, yes, yes. As as boomers, we were kind of can do and, you know, people that came out of college, there there were actually uh, recruiters from companies that would eagerly bring you into their company and put you in a three-year training program or whatever it might be. And, and now it's, it's very different. The, the important thing is that the skill sets are valuable and the, the, there's a lot that's gone on in the world of brain science that I kind of follow that talks about how the brain works. And every time you solve a problem, you basically complete, uh, uh, create a template for solving similar problems, you know, that fit the, the template. And for, for most of us, every day we solve thousands of problems uh, and have tens of thousands of these templates. And most baby boomers sell themselves short on their ability to problem solve, to look at a situation, to read what's going on, and uh, that kind of thing. So it's a very interesting dynamic that it has occurred that this what we looked at as our previous career and and pretty far in the rearview mirror may have lots of value going forward and 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 people don't realize that and and we've been able to help people apply that value online so that they can do the things they they like to do uh with the people they like to do them with and make a little money at it besides well, Winton, you are definitely talking my language. You're a man after my own heart because this is all the information that I want to be hearing about. So when we come back, I want to talk more about uh, just how we can find out more information, what kind of resources are available, uh, maybe some pros and cons of looking at mm-hmm. this versus looking at that. This is Marilyn Ball. You're listening to Speaking of Travel. I'm here today with Winton Churchill. He just wrote a new book. The New Retirement, The Rise of the Gig Economy, and How You Can Profit from It. We will be right back. If you want to truly experience a city, dart at the top. With Asheville Rooftop Bar Tours, you'll capture the true spirit of Asheville, North Carolina on our one-of-a-kind award-winning tours. You'll experience our city's highly acclaimed rooftop bars, see Asheville's scenic beauty and historic landmarks, and feel the history of our city unfold before you, all on this uniquely crafted tour. We take care of every detail, including band show for transportation, sample cocktails and mocktails at each rooftop bar, and there's plenty of snacks and bottled water on the van to enjoy between stops. Come see why Asheville Rooftop Bar Tours is top of the city and top of mind for the best things to do in Asheville, North Carolina. To learn more, visit AshevilleRooftopBarTours.com. It's summertime in Subieville, which means it's time for adventure here in western North Carolina. Or more aptly, time to get outdoors and outgoing down a road less traveled. When the going gets tough, the tough get going. And off the beaten path, nothing says tough like the tried and true reliability of an all-wheel drive Subaru. There's a reason why 97% of Subarus sold in the last 10 years are still on the road today and ready for the next adventure. 
Discover the beauty of all-wheel drive at Prestige Subaru, 585 Tunnel Road, Nashville, or visit us online at PrestigeSubaru.com. Fly me to the moon, let me play among the stars, and let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars. Welcome back to Speaking of Travel. I'm your host, Marilyn Ball, and I'm here today with Winton Churchill. And Winton has written this incredible book and has done a lot of work around uh, being able to work in retirement and working remotely and uh, doing what you love to do. And Winton, I want to ask you, you were talking earlier that you had moved to Mexico. So mm-hmm. that was 13 years ago. That's, that right. was a long time. That was way before the um, migration of yes. people who were moving to Mexico. And, and I know quite a few. So mm-hmm. here's my thing. I would love to live at the beach. I've lived in the mountains pretty much my whole life. And there's something that has always drawn me to being at the beach. But my fear is that I would get down there and it would be like a vacation. Like, oh, it's three o'clock, time for a pina colada. Yes. <laughs> and I don't know that I have the um, the boundaries, you know, the, the capability of creating boundaries to really sure. like sit down at my computer like I do at home. Yes. And work. So yes. tell me how that unfolded for you. Well, it took a while. When I first moved down there, uh, you know, I, I had been, uh, you know, work, prior to moving, I'd been working in my home office. So I had a routine, you know, working in the United States and kind of plugged into everything. And uh, down there, you don't have the same cues. Everything starts a lot more slowly in the morning, which I found my routine settled into getting up you know, relatively er- early in the morning, I mean, seven o'clock in the morning and having a leisurely breakfast, because one of the things that I always didn't like about working for corporate America is kind of that whole rushing out the door, getting your clothes on, making sure your tie is tied and your, you know, your socks match and all those kind of things. Uh, and, and so, uh, you know, it, it was really nice to have that leisurely breakfast to kind of you know, put your thoughts together for the day. And I, that turned into a very good planning time uh, for me. And I felt quite, na- fell quite naturally into, you know, sort of a, uh, an 8.30 or 9 to 3 o'clock schedule. And then I noticed that after 3 o'clock, I'd, I'd go out, I'd go to my favorite uh, cafe in Huatulco uh, uh, and, uh, you know, have lunch there, or I'd go have a an early dinner at my favorite Austrian restaurant and, uh, you know, and, and just settled into that, that pace much more easily. And, and for me, the great thing about freelancing that I immediately saw when I first moved into it is it just gives you so much flexibility over your time. You know, you, you have the ability to, uh, to work things in when you want to work. Well, that sounds like the kind of lifestyle that I long for. So, yes. <laughs> so th- let's talk a little bit about resources because okay. once we've made this choice, like, oh, and and given today's uh, climate, uh, picking up and moving to Mexico isn't as simple as it was before. Right. So, sure. 
being able to put ourselves into, okay, well, we're at home, but we're still kind of moving through this uh, change, cha- yes. uh, shifting. Uh, so why not create that kind of lifestyle right here? Let's make yes. our home environment into kind of our vacation, freelance, uh, happy place. Yes, yes. You know, we've got a little revenue coming in. We're doing what right. we love to do. We're, yeah. you know, uh, able to take the rest of the afternoon and go for a walk or whatever, walk the dog, whatever you want to do. Give us some idea. I know that the, uh, international living here has uh, put out like a list of a uh, hundred best places for baby boomers to earn online. Give us some idea of what those resources are like, and okay. and how we can be, uh, you know, feel safe and trusted that. Right. We're, this again is a learning curve. We're all just right. kind of learning. So how can we go yes. about? getting started yes yes this is good well there are uh what has emerged over the last 20 years are these things called job and project networks and most people are familiar a little bit with ebay you know it's an auction site where you see something you like and you go on and you place a bid on it and if you win the bid you you get whatever that item is and these sites are the same way except they're around services and they were initially built for uh build me a website, uh, create a web page, that kind of thing. There were technical sites. But over the, the past 20 years, uh, about 30 to 50%, depending on the site, has become what I would call soft skills. So it could be things as simple as proofreading. And uh, th- that's a very popular way for people to get started because a lot of people that worked in corporate America, office environment kind of thing, have proofreading skills. Somebody was always turning to them and say, hey, will you read this over before I send it to the customer, that kind of thing. And they never had the job title editor, but they did a lot of that kind of proofing because people knew that they were really good at picking up this information. And and so that would be an example of, of one kind of uh, uh, job. The other uh, interesting type is, is creating PowerPoint presentations. When I, uh, you know, came along through the corporate jobs I have, you lived in PowerPoint. You were always creating a presentation and refining and improving and updating and that kind of thing. And everybody knew how to use it. Well, that's not the case now. Most people don't know how to use PowerPoint and they don't know how to express their ideas and they need help with that. And so this is another area where people uh, get a lot of help. The, the third area that's pretty big is in the customer support, customer service area. And this is one that is really expected to explode as we come out of the coronavirus situation because companies are, they don't have a central place to do customer service from. They have people that are on different schedules. And by working remotely, you can bring in people uh, you know, uh, of different talents that work in different time zones at different times to uh, make your customer service uh, situation 24 hours, if that's what you're looking for. Uh, and customer service today, uh, you know, if, if somebody uh, would ask me, custom, talk to me about customer service, I'd say, well, you mean like sitting in a room with a bunch of other people selling, uh, you know, videos or, or something like that? And no, that's not what this is. This is mostly what we would call time shifted. Most customer service is not done in real time now. You know, you send a letter, 
you might send a chat or something like that to a company and over the next few hours they get back to you in email or chat or whatever it might be so this is a great kind of job for a, particularly a retiring ba baby boomer that wants schedule flexibility i know a number of people that have come through our program and they like to work from 11 to 2 or 4 to 7 in the evening or whatever it is and that's kind of their anchor for the day five days a week and then they have the rest of the time to play as needed it sounds so appealing and it sounds so easy that um anybody could really do this that it that the uh the positive for people in freelance retirement is what far outweighs anything that would be the least bit negative i mean well, yes right yes yes so yes. you talk about your program tell me how can somebody get information or or get just give us like a little elevator talk about the okay program. yes yes okay um th th we have a program uh, uh called the uh, 21 days to your freelancing success and that's our sort of flagship program. That's the one that came out uh, probably 12 years ago now. And it, it really uh, walks you through the process of getting into these uh, job and project networks. And a lot of baby boomers uh, have some concepts that we have to undo. You know, this is uh, what I've found is that most baby boomers are terrified they need more technical skills than they have. And that is not true, typically. Uh, but most baby boomers do need help getting started. And too many people think this getting started process, oh, this is like setting up an account at Amazon, right? No, it's not like setting up an Amazon account. It's, it's really like uh, you're putting your services on the global market in these job and project networks and people from around the world are going to be seeing your profile in there and could be awarding you jobs and that kind of thing. So there's some things that we need to do a little bit differently in how we explain what our skills are and that kind of thing. Well, Winton, when we come back, let's talk about that a little bit more and get information. How could somebody get information now just to be looking while they're listening? Okay, yes. Uh, they can go to internationalliving.com uh, uh, and, and read all about it. my book and our programs. They sell all of our programs. Or uh, they could go to my website, which is barefootconsultants.com. Well, I like that, Barefoot Consultants. I'm yes. Actually, if truth be known, and barefoot as we speak. So Very good. Congratulations. <laughs> <There you> go. <laughs> well, this is Marilyn Ball. You're listening to Speaking of Travel. I'm here with Winton Churchill, and I know you're all wondering, is his name really Winton Churchill, or is that a stage name? We'll find out after the break. Stay tuned. Hey, this is Leanne from Biltmore. Are you looking for some simple ways to spend quality time with your family and friends? Then look no further. Biltmore is now open and you can wander through historic gardens, along winding trails with plenty of room to spread out all in one spectacular setting. Ride your bike, have a picnic, take a tour of America's largest home, Biltmore House, right here in our own backyard in Asheville, North Carolina. George Vanderbilt created Biltmore as a relaxed country retreat away from the pressures of city life. A Biltmore annual pass allows 
allows you to visit the estate an unlimited number of times throughout the year. You can make Biltmore a new experience every time you step onto the estate. Where else can you find beautiful gardens, four mountain seasons, and 8,000 acres to explore? Build memories by keeping your family time creative and enjoyable. Visit the Biltmore website at Biltmore.com for all of the information and come on over. We would love to see you. Fly me to the moon. Let me play among the stars. And let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars. Welcome back to Speaking of Travel. I'm your host, Marilyn Ball. And, you know, I guess you've noticed by now that I've had quite a few guests on over the last few months talking about retirement, talking about baby boomers, talking about working from home, working remotely. And now more than ever, it seems that it's this is a topic of a lot of importance. And I'm really happy to have Winton Churchill here with me. And Winton, we've been talking about uh, being able to retire and work and freelance, and you've written a book. But I think people have to get past your name. What is up with the Winton Churchill? Is that like your stage name or was that your birth name? No, it's my birth name and it's a massive coincidence. Um, my father was born on a farm in Minnesota in uh, uh, 1924. And when he was born, his uh, Winston Churchill was not famous in the United States. He was the Secretary of the Exchequer, I guess is what it was called, in the UK. So people in the United States did not know his name. And my grandfather was a car nut, and he uh, liked the Winton Motor Car Company. They made kind of a a luxury performance car uh, of that time in Cleveland, Ohio. And so he named his son, my father, after the, the, the Winton 6 was the actual vehicle. And it turns out Ken Burns made a documentary called Horatio's Drive about that car. It was the first motorized vehicle to cross the United States from coast to coast. So uh, a little bit of funny history and funny coincidence there. That is funny. And have you done your DNA? I mean, are you related to this Winston Churchill guy? I uh, I was uh, contacted by the Churchill DNA project about 15 years ago. They said they were starting to do DNA and long story short, because it is a long story. uh, I I did have a match to the DNA sample they had in the Churchill line. It looks like our, uh, I'm not a descendant of Winston Churchill, but I'm a descendant of an ancestor of Winston Churchill. And uh, so, uh, and since all that happened, I've had a chance to meet, his granddaughter and his great grandson, and quite a number of uh, uh, of Churchills around the world, and it's been a very enjoyable experience. That's so awesome having new extended family. I just love it. Well, yeah. it sounds like uh, the programs that International Living, and I've been a long time subscriber and supporter of uh, mm-hmm. of even that whole concept, is. Uh, creating community and really being uh, a part of an extended family. Uh, yes. And and I want to talk to you a little bit about that because we talked earlier about the program and uh, being able to sign up and, and, and learn and have the resources to uh, make this kind of life choice, make this kind of, uh, I would even say, uh, investment for your future. Yes. So, yes. Give us an idea. You've worked with a lot, a lot of people. 
um, it is like a big old family, isn't it? Yes, it is. It's it's interesting working with baby boomers who, you know, most are uh, coming into the end of their career or have just reached retirement age or that kind of thing. And uh, it's it's funny because uh, people seem a little bit more real at that stage in life. You know, they know what they like. They know what they don't like. uh, They don't want to go back to a 40, 50, 60 hour a week job like they may have had in their career. uh, And they don't want to move around, you know, to take the next job up the ladder and that kind of thing. Uh, And this really gives people a chance to shape their lifestyle, you know, for the next 20 or 30 years, because the great news is we're all living longer in our retirement than, and, and healthier than previous generations. Well, knock on wood. I, yes, <laughs> that, yes on, we yeah. are. We are happy to hear that. So given that, that we have this opportunity to uh, live longer and uh, prosper, we can, we can look at these life changes in a way that uh, life goes on. How and yes. and we can be uh, we can be functioning and we can be sustainable and and really, I think this is the key word is to continue to have that type of stimulation. Yes, right. Agreed. A lot of research now says that that, that mental stimulation is g- great for not just your mental health but your overall health and people that get up and have things to do and that kind of thing just tend to weather the the retirement years a little bit better. And I think that it's worth uh, really broaching this subject that we are in a in a different time right now. Uh, like I was saying yeah. in the uh, in the intro that uh, like my friend Shannon, there are circumstances beyond our control. In fact, sometimes yes. we feel like we don't have any control because things are moving so fast and and we're not even sure about the information that's being given. Is it, is yes. it right information? And here's a way that we can really consider in these crazy times uh, being able to have stimulation, connectedness with other people, yes. Uh, certainly this whole Zoom phenomenon where you can actually see somebody. I mean, sure, it's not the same as uh, getting on a plane and flying somewhere and getting off and having your friends and family greet you with hugs and kisses, but it's it's something. Right. It's better than talking on the phone or staring at an email, you know. And you're connected. So given all of that, what would you say to somebody like me who is in a situation where I'm always looking at change and how can I move forward and and find some resources to help me have that kind of 10 to 4, 10 to 2 lifestyle? (laughs) Yes. Okay. Well, the, the best place to start, and I didn't really start this to do this intentionally, but the best place that I know of is our materials. And you can get those uh, materials at uh, internationalliving.com or our website, barefootconsultants.com, our training programs. And the training programs help you sort of flesh out the skills that are in demand. You know, not every skill is in demand now, but we all have, particularly baby boomers, have, you know, 
a couple handfuls of skills that are in demand. So there's plenty of opportunity to connect there. And so the next thing is once those skills are identified is to put those skills into these online systems and then learn how to work in the global economy, the emerging global economy of this wor world of online remote work. And that's really going to uh, be a new uh, option for many more baby boomers than ever thought that would be an option just three or four months ago. And I love it that it that we have those skill sets within us. It's not like we have to go out and yes. and create this whole new learning curve. I mean, who would have ever thought that uh, for you know the last eight years I've been able to do speaking of travel, and it's because I'm speaking, and that's yes. always been something that I've done <laughs> right. ever since yes. I was a baby. I yes. was the talker, so yeah. uh, it would make sense that perhaps someday I could put that skill if you will, yes, into sure. uh, something that could uh, be stimulating for me yes. as I continue to, yep. uh, to grow up. So, yep. Winton, how can we uh, get more information? Give us, again, those websites that we can yes. get on. and. Um, okay, sure. Yes, you can go to internationalliving.com, uh, and they're my publisher, and they have all our courses there in my book. Or you can go to our website, uh, Barefoot Consultants with an S, plural, because we have lots of them, dot com. And uh, we'll give you lots of good stuff and uh, help you get started. Well, you know, I have, I have a, a number of friends right now who over the past couple of years had been thinking about life changes. It, you know, this is not the work that I was meant to do. I, I There's something passionate inside of me. I don't know what it is. And through uh, being able to say, well, here's something that I really would love to do. You know, I always tell people, start a list. What, you know, mm -hmm. I have a big easel. Write down, yes. what do I love to do? What do I hate yes. to do? excellent. You know, yeah. and cross out what you don't want to do and start circling what you do want to do. Yes, And yes. then you can go online. I mean, with that Google now, you can pretty yes. much find anything and start exploring. And it yeah. sounds with, and then, and they have, a couple of them have, and started an investment in their future. And yes. over the course yes. of a couple of years have become uh, totally different uh, career paths for them. Yes. Uh, yeah. And right. it's all being done remotely. So yeah. being able to go to internationalliving.com and to your barefoot consultants with an S.com and yes. find those resources that could spark your interest uh, is definitely a great place to be. So Yes, we have lots of articles on how to get started both places. So just kind of go there and soak it in. And so many great testimonials. I love the oh, testimonials. So Yes, yeah, we've, we've had people that have been very happy. The, the great thing that I hear a lot is uh, people will say, I was making this harder than it is. And, and that's my perspective, is, is that if you know just a few things, you can make pretty rapid progress in this. Well, Winton, thank you so much for being on Speaking of Travel today. And, and I definitely would like to schedule another time so that we can catch up uh, as the year goes on and uh, look at 2021 as being the year that perhaps we can all take a make this kind of transaction and transition. That's that's great. Thank you, Marilyn. Well, thank Enjoyed you, it. Winton. Well, this is Marilyn Ball. You've been listening to Speaking of Travel. And, you know, this is a great week to 
go to some of these websites, go to internationalliving.com, go to Winton's website uh, for his consulting, barefootconsultants.com, get some information on making some changes in your life, looking at how you too can uh, create a stimulating work environment right in your uh, right in your home that that gives you an opportunity to connect, to create community, and to do what you love. Because life is short. Don't postpone joy. Bye.